0: Poya. This is Robbie. Welcome to Uncharted and Eclectic. And Thanks for joining us again. Uh, to another great episode of Uncharted and Eclectic, Poya here uh, and I have a fantastic guest, someone I've known uh, for many years. I've worked for him at multiple companies and someone I've been very, very fortunate to have hired me at multiple companies. So Don, welcome to the show. How are you?
1: I'm doing well. Thanks so much for having me.
0: Yeah, of course, man. Of course. So you and I go way back, but I don't think uh, a lot of our listeners uh, may know who you are. So do you mind if I ask for a personal bio as well as uh, include in there like your professional bio, like make it fun, but yeah. Let's just ask for your football card, as they say.
1: My football card, okay. So you'll probably first and foremost notice right off the bat, I'm 257 years old, and I've worked everywhere. So I've got big company experience working at Oracle. Uh, I was an early employee at LinkedIn. Went all the way through IPO with them, uh, and then been focusing quite a bit lately over the past five to eight-ish years of my life in the startup life and, and and building out sales teams and and helping companies scale and grow from early seed stage to series A, kind of that's what I, I love uh, that kind of an early so building something from scratch kind of a thing. And that's, and that's where you and I met. And so we've been on uh, a couple of those journeys together. So uh, Yeah,
0: well, we'll definitely discuss the journeys uh, and the business side in a second. But uh, let, let's, let's start with the fun side. So What people probably don't realize is uh, you love music, you have a band, you're the lead singer of that band. Uh, And at the same time, you're a big Vikings fan, you like football, you like soccer. So like, I I find it fascinating that you have these like hobbies on the side. Uh, Did you always grow up that way? Or like, where does that come from?
1: Yeah, I mean, I had a very outgoing family. So we did a lot of things as a kid. We went camping, we were always doing some kind of sports. My dad was an athlete and so just kind of naturally followed his athletic prowess so to speak so i just like to stay active uh constantly yeah if it's playing softball or or soccer mostly uh and you know hitting the golf ball around a little bit here and there uh but just staying active is just something i've always grown up with and and uh, i will continue to do until i physically can't walk any longer
0: good good so and you also have uh your father of a wonderful daughter, uh, that I know it's probably like your number one passionate, uh, and you're a fantastic father. You deeply care about your family. So mm-hmm. what is, what is one thing that you would say you've learned from your parents or your family that you really want to instill, uh, in your family or at least your daughter, I should say, like, what is that one thing that you really want her to like take with her no matter
1: what? mindfulness that's easy for me it's mindfulness it is and i you know to me mindfulness i kind of also incorporate integrity into that it's just being mindful of those around you and that everything that you do in life has consequences and it's the you know most important thing is are, are a lot of the things that you do when nobody's looking kind of thing and and but also be mindfulness it's you know uh maybe i i throw my santa cruz california ism in here a little bit to get a little earthy on you here but i'm a big believer that you know what you throw out there into the universe comes back to you tenfold and so uh if you know be kind to people always and i think that will pay you in spades in life no matter what you do if it's business personal everything so that that's the one thing that and so far she's 13 although she thinks she's 30 uh, she's a great kid, and I, I realize I'm relatively biased on that, but she actually is a really good kid. So, so far, so good.
0: That's awesome. Let's let's make sure uh, as we head towards the dangerous years that we, we stay consistent. <laughs> we stay consistent with that. I know that's something that's probably the next keeping, point. <laughs> Yeah, keeping you up at night, but it's. Uh, I'm I'm sure it's it's all going to turn out to be great. Uh, yeah. I, look, I'm fast forwarding here because I, I'll give the listeners some context, but. I've always uh, known you from the angle of a head of sales, uh, a manager someone that basically leads uh, go-to-market teams and specifically, more often than not, sales teams. And one of the things I've always admired about you, Don, is this ability to be a fantastic people manager, okay? And what I mean by that for the listeners specifically, I think you do a fantastic job of earning the trust of people on your team and getting them to not only trust and buy into you as a leader, but also the company and kind of being the true leader and getting people to kind of move in an aligned way towards like whatever outcomes you're trying to achieve for that month or that quarter. Uh, Where does that strength come from? Like, what do you attribute that to?
1: I think back to my days at Oracle. And if anybody, you know, old school Oracle folks listening or, or can relate or know people that have worked there, uh, you learn quickly, and it's something I learned, you know, back then. Was people generally don't leave companies; they leave managers. And I, I've been fortunate. Now I can say this now: I've been fortunate to have worked for some monsters in my past. If I'm not just to throw it out there, not necessarily saying specifically at Oracle, uh, just for context. But uh, it helps. It helps you. It shapes. You know. I mean. That, to me, again, go back to mindfulness, treat people how you want to be treated and, you know, like, uh, have some trust, have some faith, you hired people to do a job and, you know, do what you say you're going to do. And, and, and we're in this together. And, and by, by being anything other than that, uh, I've worked for those people and, 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 the, and the morale and just the, the effort that you get out of people when you have that type of a culture is dismal. And how do you build something based off of that? And so it's just something that fortunately I've been uh, around the block enough to have worked for those people to kind of shape the type of person along with the mindfulness and the other things I believe in, into the type of manager I think people want to work for. And so it's it's interesting you say that when I interview for any positions, I always throw out there. Call, I, say, I throw a challenge out to somebody and say, before you make the decision to hire me, go connect with me on LinkedIn. And now that we're connections, look at anybody that has ever worked for me in any of the companies I've, I've, I've uh, worked for in the past, you know, however long is on my LinkedIn profile and reach out to anybody. I mean, I can steer you to a couple people, but that'll be cheating. But reach out to anybody and ask what it's like to be on my team uh and so yeah i appreciate you noticing that and and calling that out and uh, glad and that's something i take pride in so and,
0: and if someone wants to you know move in that direction right if someone wants to become a really good people manager maybe that like we, we recognize that we may be good at it but we can be better like what are some actionable tips advice like what are maybe some pre-requirements of like building a winning culture of trust like what are those like nuggets that you would probably share with the listeners?
1: Depends on the role that you're in. So I, you know, I've been, you know, a, a director of sales, a VP of sales, head of revenue. And, you know, I, I think it, it starts from the top and you always have to understand that if you're managing a team, shit rolls downhill. And if you're a good people manager, shit stops with you and you don't let your team get affected By things that you as the manager can control and shield them from it's, you know, every company, if it's a three person startup, if it's a series a 68 75 people, or or LinkedIn, every company's got their issues as a manager and as a people manager. um, I, you know. if, if you can shield them from that noise and keep them focused on the prize and, and pay them well and, and have, help them hit their number, um, that 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 is one. Two, I think, is do what you say you're going to do, period. Do what you flip and say you're going to do. Nothing, I think, builds trust more in a rep that when you say you're going to do something and you actually do it for them and they see that you have their back, they'll walk through a wall for you for the most part. Uh, and, and so those are probably the top two things that I, that I would say, if if you're wanting to be that person that people don't leave companies for, uh, that people want to work for.
0: Yeah. And you brought up something that I think is really, uh, at least for me, it's been really tough is this, this ability to balance managing up and then also managing down and managing, frankly, the BS that comes with managing, right? Having the like there's none in that you know they're like and it's bs but like some people are really good at it and they enjoy it right like they like being people psychologists like you know and dealing with that whereas others are just not there yet so i like how do you balance the art of managing up you know to hit these outcomes that sometimes maybe viewed as unrealistic by the team you know and like getting there like how do you how do you find that it's worked for you what's your style
1: I, honest, honesty, on you know, I mean, I think sometimes people have, managers or, you know, depending on the company or the person that you report to, um, people sometimes hold back on saying what they feel or saying what they mean because of, you know, fear of consequence of their yeah, but if you're in a role where you got hired to build a sales team, it's your job to say, this is working. This isn't working. This is, we should stop doing this. We should do more of this. And so, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's just kind of understanding uh, and being honest and open. And if you got hired to do a job, it means sometimes having that conversation that's uncomfortable, but you can't, avoid that conversation. You have to have it. You have to put everything on the table if you're truly trying to get to the same common ground. And so, uh, yeah, I don't know if that answers your question, but that's that's what I migrated to.
0: No, it, it definitely answers my question and I appreciate you for bringing it up. Uh, what is, I, I guess, what is one area that like uh, we've talked about the good, right? Now let's talk about an area of improvement, right? Sure. What is, like what is something that you look back at the last 20 30 years that you're like I really wish I could do this better and I'm like really striving to improve on this. What what is that thing for you, Don?
1: Manage my sales team the way I manage my daughter. And what I mean by that is that there's you know as a father, I mean I, there's obviously you you strive for your child to be perfect and excellent in everything they do and give them opportunities to do whatever the hell they want to in life. And so I'm relatively strict with her. I keep her in line. I keep her on her toes. And I, you know, she, uh, it's funny. She asked mommy and I, the other, or mommy asked her, who's more strict, your father or I? And she, without even hesitation, said me. So I forward that over to my career. You know, there's one thing about being mindfulness. There's one thing about being that great people manager that people just love. And, you know, I got people that'll say great things about me, reach out to anybody in my network, blah, blah, blah. But I think if there's something that I could, and I've been told this a hundred times in my career, and maybe I'm stubborn in my old age, uh, but I'm too nice sometimes. And, you know, I, I just talked a second ago about you have to have those tough conversations. Don't don't get me wrong. You you and I've had a couple of tough conversations throughout the year. You you you've seen me, uh, you know, terminate employees for under performance, put up performance improvement plans, this and that. Uh, but I think it's yeah. I mean that that's probably it. Is sometimes being a little bit more of an asshole to kind of really drive the point for hitting 89% a month and not being more of an ass to get to that hundred. Uh, and uh, so, I, you know, uh, that, that's...
0: Radical candor, right? It's it's the combination of like showing people that you care, you love them, right? You want them to succeed, but pushing them enough like an advisor or trainer or coach would, right? To go, to get over the hump, right? And it, it's... Yeah, sure. I think it's... Uh, sometimes I think about it, right? As a parent, you do things that... Are the best interest of like you're doing it because you care right and when you're not doing it that's actually a sign of probably uh, neglect or like that they don't care about it so uh well said and one of the things you brought up about terminations and everything its actually where i was going look we've both hired a lot of people right over the years you uh, significantly more than i uh, and some have ended up working out like our relationship fortunately and some haven't worked out right so Looking back, have you seen some patterns? Uh, What I'm trying to understand is like, what are like, uh, looking back at your career, like what are the things that you think you've like, have become a pattern recognition of success when it comes to hiring specifically?
1: Yeah, I think having a good solid process and playbook and foundation is probably the pattern for success and, and, you know, working for companies that don't have that and try building that on the fly while you're trying to build a business and trying to build this and that is a little more difficult than um, having a culture or being in a place that already kind of has that and help tweak it and help foster it and help, uh, you know, I mean, yeah, I think probably just processes and, and, and have everything in place is, is really kind of the difference maker in the success of, of somebody. You hired them for, a you saw something in the person that you hired for a reason, albeit if it was experience in their background, or you did a background check on them and you got great feedback uh, or combination of both of the above. Uh, you know, I, I take some ownership in hiring somebody that doesn't work out Uh, equally as much as maybe the person was just lazy and didn't want to do their job and and that was their pattern but you know as the as the team leader as the team manager it's, it's it's you know, maybe I didn't have the right things in place at the time and we're still building it or whatever the case was, uh, you know, so there's some ownership there and there's, there's, but I think having a good foundation, if if you go to a place that doesn't have a playbook, that doesn't have a process, that doesn't have it documented, that you can hand a new hire here, just do this. Uh, I, I think you'd that, that's going to continue to be a struggle because I think for the employee, the message is unclear if you don't have a very firm foundation of exactly what you're going to do and how you're going to get to that number that you're trying to get to, here is the playbook. Do this. Uh, the message is unclear. And do you fault the employee or do you fault the team that put together the the plan to, to get you there? So, um,
0: yeah. Well said. Well said. Uh, look, this has been a great episode. Usually we like to keep these short, quick, uh, to the point. Is there anything I'm not asking you that you really think the audience should know. It could be about anything, life, sales, you name it, Don.
1: No, I mean, you know, I, I, I was originally, how about this? Uh, why the Vikings? I <laughs> originally born in Minnesota and just kind of stuck with it. And I'm um, the, the, the biggest, probably non-Minnesota living Vikings fan on the planet. I just like getting that in there. We're going to have a killer year 22. It's going to be terrible because the Vikings will win the Super Bowl this year. Uh, and it's going to be the twenty twenty year that they win it, and everybody's going to look back, and that'll be the asterisk year of all years, and that'll be the year that we win it. You watch. it's. You heard, yeah, it, it's, first.
0: You heard okay. it first. <laughs> I I I'm still doubting we'll have an NFL season, but maybe I'm a, maybe I'm not as optimistic as you are. So, but we'll see. I I I hope it happens because
1: uh, one maybe, way or another. I think they'll start with it, maybe, but a complete season, yeah. I I that that is. Uh, TBD. Yeah. <laughs> All right, brother. Yeah, thanks so much for the time. I appreciate that.
0: Yeah, one last question. Of course, of course. We're, not, we're not done yet. It's, uh, there's two questions still coming up. Uh, looking back, I know we've kind of talked about this, but it's, I'm going to change it up. If the older, wiser Don that has a lot of experience looking back at, I don't know, when you were coming out of high school or your first job, like what is one thing that you really wish someone had told the younger Don? Like what is that one thing?
1: Buy Apple and Google (laughs) (laughs) outside of that. (laughs) Yeah. Um, wow. That's yeah. I, you know, uh, finish your college degree. That's probably the one thing, you know, I would say in the 90s, that was a huge, huge, you couldn't get a job in the management capacity if you didn't have that slip of paper, then people like the uh larry ellison's of the world started to show that you can have success and not have that piece of paper and so it didn't matter as much and now as as old as i am i have my doctorate in managing in SAS in corporate america so that doesn't play but that's probably the one thing if i could go back if i could tell the older wiser younger wiser whatever don is finish that piece of paper just to have it um you and know. you
0: still you would make okay i i So back in the 90s, right, it was much more affordable to go back to college, right? Looking back with the current, uh, I guess, uh, with the current environment, right, where college is just significantly more expensive. And I'm sure there's ways, right, to kind of work around it. But I would say a lot of people, right, uh, in their early 20s um, are either in debt and now they're kind of regretting having gone to college. Like not everybody, but some, right? You still would stand by that opinion,
1: today not any longer no today it doesn't matter today gotcha. it, we have a culture today now of you hire for skill not school uh, especially in sales i don't and now people are wiser and hip to sales and there's yeah so you know there show me a school on the planet harvard stanford show me a school on the planet that can teach somebody how to sell yeah. zero you if, have it or you don't yeah period.
0: so if, if if we got hacker hang folks listening, I, I love how you use the, the yeah. slogan higher skill not school. I I love I love it. We're uh, the the phrase we coined. You're reusing it six seven years later. Uh, if people want to get in touch with you, Don, uh, what's the best way, and and who would be an ideal person uh, that you would be open to interacting with?
1: Everybody. I mean, if you're in sales, if you're get, getting into sales and you just want some advice on, you know, roles and what you should do or companies or whatever, or if you are a, uh, in the C-suite and you're starting your business up and, and you'd like some help and advice or some coaching on how to, uh, uh, how to get things going and build a team out and build that playbook and get things kind of started... Uh, and everybody in between, to be honest with you. Don't be shy. Reach out. I, I, you'll see you get a response from me. Uh, and another coin phrase is relationships matter. That's a LinkedIn one. Uh, and I, tr- I firmly believe that, truly. And so uh, probably uh, my email address is the best, which is D Irwin. So that's D-E-R-W-I-N, 42derwin42 at yahoo.com. I said I'm old, but it's not a Hotmail account, so not that old. Uh, so, 3:42 at Yahoo is the best way.
0: I I will tell you, lots of people will judge you. Uh, lots of people. It's uh, we gotta we gotta get you to upgrade to uh, Gmail or something else, my friend. But we'll we'll get you there one day. Uh, Don, it's been a pleasure. I don't know how many times I've thanked you, uh, but once again, you've been a great mentor, uh, the best people manager I've had. So thanks for coming on the show, my friend, uh, and look forward to uh, continuing our friendship. Thanks for having me, brother. All right, bye bye. engineering managers become great leaders. And how do they do that? Well, Plato helps you find the perfect mentor thanks to its network
1: of experienced engineering leaders who work at the world's best tech companies. For a monthly fee, you have unlimited access to mentors who can help when you have challenging situations
0: as a manager. Visit them at PlatoHQ.com.